0: Thank you, John. You may be seated. Come on up. This morning, I get the wonderful privilege to introduce our Faith Promise Missionary Speakers. And um, the the privilege that I have today is one that is really personal. um, Because I have known Andrew, who is right here, uh, since he was a young child. And um, so, to be able to see someone grow up and answer the call uh, that gods had put on their lives is always something for me anyway that is extra special. This is Andrew and Julie Murakami, newlyweds by the way. Let's give a round of applause for that. <laughs> Julie formerly served uh, on the mission field in Guyana and in Mexico. And Andrew was a pastor in Nevada and in California. They went to Point Loma together, but uh, they didn't start dating till after they graduated. They met, they fell in love, and, and then they came together to decide to serve God together in missions. And so Andrew was a pastor, and, and now he's moving from the, the the role of a pastor into a missionary. But like I said, I, I I've known Andrew since he was little, and. Andrew is the son of the newest members of our church, uh, Steve and Betty Murakami. So, you know, we're so excited to have Steve and Betty here. And Steve and Betty served in Hawaii as pastors where I, you know, I served for many years. And uh, so I got to watch Andrew grow up. And I'm not pr- exactly sure what Andrew is going to share today, except when I – this is why I'm so proud of you – I have watched Andrew um, Achieve a lot of things through the toil and hard work um, of uh, someone that that needed a little bit of help from time to time. (laughs) That's (laughs) the the best way I can say it. Except what Andrew had done is he's not let anything stand in his way of, you know, I've played golf with him. He played football in high school. I mean, all kinds of things. And what's more exciting than any of the things that he's done like that is he's answered God's call. And that, to me, is one of the most exciting things, to not let anything get in the way of God's call in a person's life. And I'm just getting to know Julie, so I can't say too much about her. But I'm sure they will introduce themselves to you, and and you will get to know them well. Um, They are currently unassigned which means that, uh, that, that the church is, has not, doesn't have a place for them to go as uh, assigned missionaries. And so during this time where they're unassigned, instead of just taking it easy, kicking back, they are moving forward. Um, they're serving on the mission field as volunteers, and that's what you need to know about their hearts and that's why I'm so excited that they're here to share with us today. Today I want to introduce to you Andrew and Julie Murakami. Thank you.
1: Imagine this. It's my first night in a foreign country. I arrive after midnight to an Airbnb not just by myself, but with 25 youth from all over Mexico having just finished their youth conference. And if you've ever been to a youth conference, you know they were just on fire, buzzing with excitement about what God had been doing in their life. And I was introduced to them as this being my first time to Mexico, to any country in fact, and that I didn't speak the language. and, And there was a lot of apprehension. I didn't know what I was getting myself into. Anybody have that experience before? You like I get into a circumstance. It doesn't even have to be in travel. It could be in a new job. And you're like, I don't know what I'm doing. To my surprise, these 25 youth leaders from all over Mexico, instead of just keeping to themselves, embraced me with the love of Jesus. And I'm so thankful that some of them were able to speak a limited amount of Spanish, and and I, knowing a little bit of Spanish from high school Spanish, in our broken exchange of languages, we talked about the love of Jesus. They asked me question after question about what God had done in my life. And I tried to ask them, through interpretation, what God was doing in their life. And through the grace and power of God, we spent hours, talking about the love of God and what He was doing in our lives. And it was at that point where God built a bridge cross-culture, cross-language, cross-generations that I knew I had taken the right leap of faith. God confirmed that to me.
2: Anyone ever have a doubt before of, did I take the right leap of faith? Am I just falling or am I going to fall on my face or am I going to fall on my feet? Anyone have that doubt before? Today we're going to talk about taking leaps of faith. I've never been one to like to jump off of high platforms. I worked at a summer camp for three summers in Colorado and we had all sorts of high ropes course and low ropes course and I loved them all until that moment when you have to jump off that platform I I can't oh man anyone like me really not like heights in that way I may not like to take physical leaps of faith but spiritually I have been doing it my whole life Uh, my family and I were missionaries all around the world and in 2018 I became a missionary myself in Mesoamerica from pastors meetings in Martinique to an evangelism conference in Jamaica to meeting with pastors in southern Belize and even a regional conference in Panama God has shown himself faithful time after time with every leap of faith he has asked me to take god's good isn't he amen and then in august of last year after praying uh what i call five impossible prayer requests you know those kind of prayer requests that says good luck god i don't know how you're going to answer this one those kind god made it really clear that my time as a single person had come to an end and that I would need to take another leap of faith uh, by dating and marrying this young man here, <laughs> Andrew, um, who at the time was a pastor in Nevada. And Andrew and I started praying together about a year for what did God have in store for us in the future. It was a complicated relationship if one's living in mexico and another one's living in the u.s (laughs) how is god going to do that and we prayed together and in june of this last year right before we got married in july god opened an abundance of opportunities ministry opportunities for us in mesoamerica and in mexico for our first year of marriage so we decided to take the leap of faith again (laughs) as we have been practicing our whole life, trusting that God will provide for our needs as we faithfully obey his leading.
1: And, and sometimes taking a leap of faith leaves you feeling disconnected and isolated. You've never feel, felt that before? You're like, God, I know I'm doing what you called me to do, but this is different. This is new. And, and for me, I realize that that first experience with those 25 youth was just God's grace of confirming to, for me so I had no doubts. I knew I was where God wanted me. But that doesn't make it any easier, right? I still don't know the language. I still struggle to, to learn, not only linguistically but culturally, what it's like to live in Mexico. But I thank God for so many people who have helped make me feel welcome, who have crossed that cultural bridge. I think specifically of my friend Eber, or in English, Herbert.
2: We have a friend named Herbert.
1: (laughs) He doesn't speak a word of Spanish, or a word of English. He he speaks only Spanish. And he's not that much of an outgoing guy. So for him to talk to me at all is, is a great example of love on his part. But every morning we're at the office that we work at, he comes to me and uh, he asks me, how is your Spanish learning going? And I try desperately in my broken Spanish to explain what I'm learning in that time. And he, he, being a wonderful friend, sits there patiently with wide eyes and a smile on his face. And when I get done, uh, you know, mangling the language, um, he says, bueno, Good. And then goes on his day. It's, it's such a small but significant act of love and care. And it inspires me every day to try one more day in a foreign context. One more day crossing that cultural bridge myself. And I'll go ahead.
2: I don't know if you have your Bibles with you. But if you do, go to First Corinthians chapter 9. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 19, and I'm reading from the NIV. Though I am free and belong to no one, I have made myself a slave to everyone to win as many as possible. To the Jews, I became like a Jew to win the Jews. To those under the law, I became like one under the law, though I myself am not under the law, so as to... Win those under not uh, under the law to those not having the law, I became like one not having the law, though I am not free from God's law, but I am under Christ's law. So as to win those not having the law to the weak, I became weak to win the weak. I have become all things to all people so that by all possible means I might save some. I do all this for the sake of the gospel that I might share in its blessings.
1: I love Paul's letter to the Corinthians. He's he's writing to a diverse group of people seeking to, to love Jesus and follow Jesus in a coastal city, in a business center of the world. You all wouldn't know anything about living in a coastal city with diverse populations trying to follow Jesus and get along with one another, right? You wouldn't know anything about that. But what I love about this passage is it's not Paul is not simply trying to get people to get along or not simply trying to be part of the church, in this case, under Mission Church. He's not just trying to get people united in being part of Mission Church. What is essential to Paul is that he is seeking that they be united in Christ. And sometimes, well, more than sometimes, all the time, being united in Christ often requires us to cross that cultural bridge, to become weak, to minister to the weak, to to learn the laws and the cultures of a place to reach those who are under the laws and cultures of another place. Always prioritizing the law of God and not forgetting that. We are called by God. It is essential to a life of faith, whether abroad or in the church, to continually die to ourselves and become more like Christ. Cross that cultural bridge in order to win people not just to us but to the gospel Amen. and so we've read this passage and others like it so many times we understand that becoming all all things for all people for the sake of the gospel is essential we don't become corrupt right we don't give up on our principles yet we learn what it is to walk in other people's shoes we make that extra effort to reach those who do not know Christ for me, that's learning a new language. It is literally learning how to talk to people in a new way. And this, might be a cha- this is a challenge for me, but it may not be the challenge you face. And we don't have to wait to go to another country to learn all the things, to, to, to become an adult, to retire, to get a steady job, to serve Jesus. We can become all things to all people. So, in order that we might reach the isolated, the disconnected, those who need to know Jesus.
2: Sometimes it's becoming a child to reach the child, or the teen to reach the teen, or the teen thinking and putting themselves in, their shoe, in the shoes of a grandparent, right? What I love about this passage is that Paul wasn't telling them to go find Gentiles and Jews and those under the law and those not under the law. He said, you have a right here. This is what I'm choosing to do. This is what I'm doing. I'm following Christ's example of denying myself. Taking up my cross might mean becoming a Jew to the Jew and a weak to the weak and a Poor to the poor. And not to sacrifice our beliefs like Andrew just said, but in literally pursuit of that unity of being the body of Christ that God has called us to be. Amen? Another way that we can take a leap of faith is being good stewards. I love that word, but what does that mean? Right? Being a good steward is being a good caregiver of what god has given us and what do we have what has god given to you where has god placed you right what are the gifts and talents that we have i think it's curious that we always want to be something that we're not we always want to be older we always want to be richer we always want to our current state is a gift right And we are given this precious sphere of influence that no one else on the planet has except for each individual person. And who else is going to reach that sphere of influence if it's not you? If it's not me, right? So being a good steward, I mean, Paul was a good steward of his singleness. He didn't try to be married. He was Enjoying his singleness because he had opportunities that married people didn't And he said if you're married great Do what god has called you to do in marriage or if you're a kid. Hey good. You have a kid Sphere of influence a teen sphere of influence you name it, right? So for us when we were praying about How do we be good stewards of this year? that we're not assigned that we have to go through the process of becoming missionaries. Where where should we minister? Where should we use our gifts and talents? Now, one of the things that I did as a missionary, assigned missionary, was statistics. I helped, and I still do, help uh, different districts prepare for district assembly. I, I do a lot with district superintendents and district secretaries, and I help them get ready for ordination, help people Grow as leaders, I love it. So one of the statistics I wanna share with you is what we learned about Mexico and why we chose that place to plant ourselves. In Mexico, we have a population of 126 million people and more numbers. They speak Spanish as their primary language, but did you know that there's also 68 indigenous languages in Mexico? which when you combine it with the different linguistic diversity regions and all that, makes about 364 language groups in Mexico. We have 10 cities that have a population of more than a million. We have 25 cities that have more than 500,000 in each cities. This is a big challenge for the Church of the Nazarene. For all of us. The Church of the Nazarene in Mexico has a membership of 79,988 members. Praise the Lord. That's a good chunk. Now, compared to 126 million, okay, we have some place to go. We have 15 districts in Mexico, 968 organized churches. Praise the Lord. We also have 206 mission type churches that are not quite yet organized together that would be a hundred oh no 1174 church churches in mexico that's exciting we also have 493 elders okay that means that not every church is going to have an elder We have 13 deacons, and we have 374 licensed ministers. So if you put all of the clergy together, it's about 880. So there's not even a one-to-one. So most pastors are pastoring more than one church, and usually planting as well. We have one seminary, 15 campuses. We have 609 students. We have 609 students. <laughs> I mean, it's not like 4,000, you know. But 600, that's great. That's people who are literally getting prepared to be pastors and minister in Mexico. Not Americans, Mexicans. Like, woohoo. Anyway, uh, I get really excited about statistics. Sorry. That's our GM. 209 professors. We have 89 missional zones that still do not have a church presence in Mexico. 89. But we do have 50 church planters that are of the millennial generation. We have not lost the millennial generation yet. We have 50 church planters that are actively planting churches in those 89 missional zones. And we also have 20,000 Nazarene youth in Mexico. To do a comparison, in the U.S., we have 567,000 members of the Church of the Nazarene. We have 5,053 churches in the Church of the Nazarene in the U.S. And we have 13,421 clergy. That would be enough to at least have two, maybe three, clergy for every single church of the nazarene that doesn't actually happen there's a lot of churches without pastors and there's some churches that have multiple pastors but i saw that we saw that and we're like okay i see a harvest that is booming where the harvest is plentiful the workers are few And we said, in this year of unassignment, where can we serve? And we asked Mesoamerica during General Assembly, all the leaders, we were talking with them, said, could you use two ordained elders for a while while we're waiting and learning Spanish? They said, yes, we have a lot of need. We have a lot because God's doing things. Because God's having such an amazing work all over Mesoamerica. And I had the privilege of being in the Caribbean and seeing that. And now I'm in Mexico and seeing it. And with the help of the Lord, we're going to be able to visit some of the other fields on Mesoamerica and helping them for three weeks at a time, if the Lord permits. But the harvest is plentiful and the workers are few. And so we said, for us, maybe God is calling us to work here because we have Bibles for kids that are ready to be distributed. We have local churches that need the support and the structure to help get the resources that they already have to where they need to go. So that's a little bit of how God is calling us. But God's already doing work with or without us, amen? So how is God working here? How are you involved in being good stewards.
1: And Have you ever been overwhelmed by the global news these days? Yes. Have you ever just looked at your social media page or flipped on your local news? Just be like, oh, oh my goodness. We have a lot of news out there. There's a lot of problems. There's a lot of need in the world. But there's also a, not a lot of need right here in the San Diego area. Amen. And we are so glad for what you all are doing. It's literally in your name, Mission Church. <laughs> We're so thankful for what you're doing. But sometimes we, we get into this perspective this, or this idea that the global church is competing with the local church for resources, for leaders, for attention, for emphasis. And that's, that's a really hard perspective to have. There, there needs to be trust. There needs to be working together. And that's our view. Is we believe that the global church should work hand-in-hand hand with the local church. Amen. Because what we are doing on the global level is simply what you do on the local level. Amplify. Right? You cross cultural borders in your work, in your school, in your community groups. You have to learn to speak the language of San Diego, and yes, San Diego has its own language.
2: We're
1: Are we all, language? yeah, we're, we're getting that language. But anywhere you go, there is need, there is opportunity to serve, learning that has to be done. But not everyone is going that has a passport like we do to cross borders in order to serve Jesus. But you know what many of you have? A student ID card. Right? You have an employee ID card. Pastor Gordon, I know you have a golf club membership. <laughs> right? You can, go, you can go places that we can't go. In fact, God has equipped you and has given you the experience to be effective in those areas where we may not be. Again, Jesus has called us. God has called us. Jesus has set us free from sin and death. The Holy Spirit has empowered us to reach people for Jesus. In your age group, in your job, using your hobbies, all of these areas can be used for the glory of God. But you have to be willing to act in obedience, build those bridges, And take that leap of faith.
2: Be a Herbert.
1: Be a Herbert. Yes.
2: Build those bridges, right? What would happen if we took more leaps of faith and we built more bridges in our local context, in our global context? What would happen if we were good stewards with what god has given us not just financial resources but literally where god has placed us what kind of world would we see if each one of us did that more and that's what we've been praying about and thinking about and i don't know where you are this morning in your leaps of faith if you're mid-jump or if you're falling and hoping you're not going to hit your face or you're still on the edge going, uh-uh, uh-uh. Or, no.
1: or you just landed and you're like, please not again, God. I just landed.
2: But God is faithful. And God is good. And if we can just remind you of that and remind you that the leap is always worth it. Even when you have no clue how God's going to do it. And you're like, really? This is close. And,
1: and what I have learned making the transition from pastor to missionary in trusting God is that the growth happens in the leap. Amen. You might be comfortable standing where you are. God has blessed you. And there has been great things that God has done. But there are some things that you will only learn by taking that next leap. Yes, I could take Spanish classes here, but I would not know, know Spanish inside and out to the level that I do having, having not lived in Guadalajara, Mexico. There is only growth that happens in those leaps.
2: So we just want to pray for you and ask the Lord to search your heart and your thoughts of where you might want to take an extra leap, uh, current leap. I, maybe it's Lord, encourage me in my leap.
1: Yeah, I maybe mean, it's like Toy Story. That's I mean, not flying. That's falling with style. <laughs> yeah. You know, like learn how to fall with style.
2: With Jesus. <laughs>
1: right. Yeah. Father God, we come before you today, and Father, whether our community is here in this building is here in this city or around the world in Guadalajara, Mexico, or wherever our family or community is, Father, we just pray and we give you thanks, Father, for the life and death and resurrection of your son Jesus and through whose blood we are set free from sin and death and through whose spirit we are empowered to do the work of God for the edification of the church and so that people might come to know you as their personal Lord and Savior. Father, right now, I pray for those people who are about to take a leap of faith, for those people who are mid-jump, and those people who have landed and who are looking for the next jump of faith to take with you. Father, I pray that you would give us the strength and the faith and the humility to trust you with everything that we have, not just our pocketbooks, but our lives, our families, our jobs, our community, and our church And all of those things. Father, we come to you, the giver of of all good things. We ask that you would take what we pledge to give today and multiply it for your glory. In your name we pray. Amen.